Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Now, while Moses hid the glory of God from the Israelites, Paul is saying that we should share it with others. While the glory on Moses would fade after time, Paul is saying that the glory from Jesus Christ does not fade. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, today's message is going to come from 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. I'm going to read verse 12 all the way into chapter 4, verses 1 through and 2. Again, that is 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 12, all the way through chapter 4, verse 2. I'm going to be reading the New International Translation of God's Word today. Uh, let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Pray with me, church. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity uh, to gather in your kingdom and study your word. Lord God, we ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Allow us to work under you and not under man, and allow me to decrease. Hide me behind your cross so that people don't see me, but they see Jesus. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about veiled glory. Veiled 
glory. The word veil is an interesting word to me. The word itself is not common, uh, but it's not unfamiliar either. Uh, Go to enough weddings and you'll see the bride wearing a veil. In uh, the religious ceremonies for nuns, they start their careers by doing something called taking the veil. Uh, Veils, though, were more common uh, during ancient and medieval times. And uh, some cultures uh, also cover their faces in other countries. And while a veil may not be typical now, uh, we do have something that is familiar. Uh, Masks. Uh, People cover their faces, uh, not for religious reasons, uh, but for health reasons. However, some people may be covering their faces for both reasons. And we come across a conversation about covering ourselves in Scripture in 2 Corinthians today. Uh, 2 Corinthians is what we call a Deutero-Pauline letter, uh, which uh, means uh, that there are some authorship issues. Uh, Scholars actually believe that 2 Corinthians, what we call 2 Corinthians, is not the second letter Paul wrote to the church. It's at least the fourth. And some scholars are also saying um, that 2 Corinthians as a book is not a single letter, uh, but it's five or six letters that were uh, shorter combined together. Uh, 2 Corinthians being a bunch of shorter letters um, offers some sort of explanation why some parts of the letter don't seem to be about the same things as others uh, because it's a bunch of smaller letters that ended up getting combined together. Uh, Paul had uh, good and bad things to say about the church. Uh, One scholar says that the relationship rotated between warm regard and open animosity. At the time of this writing, we know that something is going on between Paul and the Corinthian church. We know that Paul visited the church and someone committed an offense. And 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 says that Paul wrote a sorrowful letter to the church. Uh, Some translations say agonize. Some translations say he wrote it tearfully. But after Paul's visit, sometime between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, other pastors have come by preaching a different gospel. So Paul has preached one gospel, and they are preaching a different gospel, and he's offended them. And the Corinthian church took up some of these these other gospels. The church also started questioning Paul's qualifications as an apostle of Jesus Christ. What a rough place for Paul to be in. A pastor at a church where they listen to other pastors over him, question 
his qualifications and don't like him anymore. <laughs> and so 2 Corinthians is Paul writing his own recommendation letter to the church to explain why they still need to listen to him. Uh, Paul is arguing against other preachers that have started coming around after Paul has offended the church. Uh, and one of the things that these other preachers were saying was uh, that the, the, the church needs to go back to the ways of Moses. They need to go back to what they were doing in the past. I can imagine that conversation now. I don't see why this pastor out here trying to change everything. The old way was good enough. We've been around this long doing it this way, and we're going to continue to be around doing it the same way. If it was good enough for Moses, it's good enough for me. The prophets were important in Jewish culture. Uh, you see, you needed the prophets to co-sign what you were doing for the people of that culture to validate the actions. Uh, that is why when, when Jesus was doing his ministry and he asked the disciples, who do people say I am? Some people, well, one of the answers was that some people were saying the prophets. Uh, because if, if somebody was doing something good back then, it must be something the prophets were, were making, uh, ha making happen. And, and, and even when Jesus in the gospel, according to Luke, went up to the mountain of transfiguration, Moses and Elijah were there. That was the scripture's way of saying uh, we are co-signing this man, Jesus, to let you know that he is good. So to talk uh, for, for Paul, uh, to talk about Jesus to the Corinthian church, Paul was going to have to talk about Moses. And uh, the passage of scripture that Paul is referring to in 2 Corinthians goes back to Exodus chapter 34. Uh, you see, in Exodus 34, when Moses was leading the people, he would go up Mount Sinai and speak with God. And then he would come down from Mount Sinai and speak to the people. But being in God's presence, uh, right after coming out of God's presence, the glory would be so bright on him that when he talked to the people after coming down from the mountain, they couldn't stand it to look at him. And so he would have to wait either he would have to wear a, a, a veil to cover his face until the glory faded away. Then he could take the veil off and be able to talk to the people without shocking them. But in the meantime, he had to cover his face right after that. So when he came down with the original message, he was covered until it faded away. The glory of God was so strong on Moses, he had to cover it up. Now, while Moses hid the glory of God from the Israelites, Paul is saying that we should share it with others. 
while the glory on Moses would fade after time, Paul is saying that the glory from Jesus Christ does not fade. While Moses was coming down and telling them, you have to follow every law to the T, dot every I, cross every T, get everything right uh, to keep this glory going, Paul was saying, nah, 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 it goes on now by the grace of God. Paul is not here to get caught up in rhetoric. Paul is here to let them know that his ministry, the church, their ministry, all of it is going on by the grace of God. You cannot earn it. You cannot buy it. You cannot check off a bunch of lists. You are saved by faith through grace. But Paul knows this new thing will be hard. That is why he tells them not to lose heart in the text. A more literal translation of don't lose heart means to take courage. That's why he says in verse 12, uh, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are bold. Take courage to remove the veil that is covering you. Take courage to be able to share the glory that is in you through Christ Jesus with the people in the world. Take courage to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ and the knowledge of him in pardoning our sins. We learn, among other things, that God is about unveiling. And here we learn through Jesus Christ that the veil of the old covenant has been removed and torn away. Now, we still observe the moral obligations of the law. Uh, but the good news is, is that, that the, the obedience to these laws does not ultimately result in our salvation. It is the grace and mercy of God only. And, and when we get this, we will see the glory of God in ways we've never seen it before. A glory that would be like that of the radiance of Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. That'll be just a glimpse of it. At that time, Peter and his disciples could barely look on that glory. Uh, and someday we're going to live in the presence of God and, and, and worshiping God uh, when we get to heaven or as some people put it, when we get to glory. But in the meantime, we need to affirm that the veil has been lifted. And that doesn't mean that we throw caution to the wind and go out and act like a bunch of heathens. Lifting the veil instead results in transformation or transfiguration even for us. All of us with our unveiled, unmasked, uncovered faces seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, being transformed. 
the, the, the word transformed in the Greek is a word that suggests metamorphosis. And we are new creations in Christ. Paul says later on in the same uh, book in 517 that we have undergone a change. We are new creatures in Christ and as newly transformed, remorphed, unveiled Christians, we continue to behave with some common sense and all due respect and obedience to the moral laws of God and our faith, but we don't do so from obligation. We do so because it's who we are. You don't do the work of the Lord to get saved. You do the work of the Lord because you are saved. And, and, and it's in this new context uh, of this unveiled reality uh, that we continue our ministry. And Paul said, don't lose heart. Take courage. Renounce the shameful things that one hides. Refuse to practice uh, 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 the cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of truth, we have to commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. Do not lose heart. After all we have endured, it would be so easy to lose heart. Our ways of life have been radically altered, but do not lose heart. Continue to press towards the mark of the high calling. Continue to work in the vineyards of the Lord. Continue to uh, have an unveiled face and continue to seek the glory of the Lord. Do not lose heart. The glory that God puts on us through Jesus Christ will not fade. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. God, we thank you for the opportunity to learn again about your word and see this unveiled glory for ourselves, Lord God. Help us as we depart from your place, but never from your presence, to not lose hope to want to stay in your glory and move in the new things that you are doing. Let this word be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest. Lord God, I ask for the blessing upon those who heard it and those who will hear it later, that if there is anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins, they'll ask, what must I do to become saved? It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.